What's going on? Master I see Mike Geronimo, aka the natural, right here, right now. My man Vod, my man Phil, rocking with tissue and the tape. Tune in, turn it up, enjoy yourselves. This should be played at high volume, preferably in a residential area. Like we always do about this time. Catching shit off the radio. Put the tissue in the tissue in the top. Tissue or the tape. They don't know about that. Respect heat homeless. Respect heat homeless. People keep asking if I'm back. And I haven't really had an answer. But now, yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. Phil Maddox. Davis Backless. Gandhi. Hip Hop 365. You know the time, it's the tissue and the tape Adjust my tally and twine and design the great metaphors at a rate like cosplay Don't need conventions to display my conviction upon date MCs are rhythm and bit in peace like Gandhi Four seat at the table getting milk, Solange eight. No hunger strikes or kicks in tight spaces Jessic lyrics to elevate and physically separates us You can debate us but get your weight up We'll wait and meditate since we are great with patience What's the diagnosis? We are great with patience and pop is contagious Worldwide but you're racist this back with Davis, Phil, there's no basis Cause tissue in the tape makes America the greatest From beatboxing on slave ships Till we six feet in a box in a grave dip We raise this culture, culture. born to debone these vultures Picking the brains of the youth mumbling that insults us I post up with the rap radar that gets me vexed When he uplift trash like Charles S, that's complex Wait, I can read between the lines, it's not hate To suggest they don't need to rhyme, we just take it back Or rather choose to rewind when he hold us in the back of the twines and defense of the bond Diggy, Jack Beasley, Native Son, it's the faculty first. Uh. Recording live from somewhere, it's the world's famous T.I.T.T., his home team in the motherfucking house. No question. As always, it is I, Davis Backwards, and who states your name, gangsta? Phil Mag 365, a.k.a. Gold-Blooded. Ah, uh, that's right, man. What's going on, Phil Mag? We got a special guest in the house tonight, Terry. You already know, man. You already know, man. I'm vibe. You know I always say, man. This thing of ours, uh, how much we love this and the, the people that made us love it. We got to celebrate them. Yes. And the gentleman that we got with us tonight is one of those people, man. We, we, we often talk about the years from 93 to 97 being what we consider the best time in hip hop. This man made Jones that that signified that time frame. You're talking about everything from being, you know, a founder of a style that he doesn't get credit for to being the pioneer of what we now call reality television. Um, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to get into all that. Uh, Queen's legend, the master I see enters now in your frame. We got Mike Geronimo in the house. Let's go. Let's go, what's man. What's happening? What's happening? Rob, what's up? Phil, what's happening? What's happening? Appreciate oh, you, man. man. The, vo the voice is still the voice, man. <laughs> <laughs> yo, no doubt. Yo. No doubt oh, that's for so I appreciate it. How no y'all feeling? Man, we we good, man. Definitely uh excited to, to be able to to break bread with you and just talk uh -huh. about like Phil said, this thing of ours, man. It's 
this culture that we love so much. And like he mentioned, you know, um, you know, for guys like us and, you know, uh, maybe even some people that, that came behind us, like when they go back and, um, you know, they, they look at the people that laid the groundwork for a lot of the dope stuff that's mm -hmm. happening now, you know, individuals like yourself and, you know, like you have to be mentioned, you have to be acknowledged as that. So that's what we're looking to do today. Have a conversation about that, brother. I'm with it. That's cool. I appreciate it. Appreciate that. No doubt, man. Um, so, so, so first of all, Phil, man, you know, uh, I, look, I know you're an Aries. I'm a Scorpio. I know we just are getting um, right to the end of a Virgo season, but we we got we got belated birthday shouts to give. Of course, man. Happy belated, man. Uh, it. September 14th, big day, yeah. man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mine's the 14th. Uh, one of my sons is the 16th. And then my youngest son, his is the 26th. So, oh man, we just birthday gang in here all the way through from that week of the 14th form. That's dope, oh, man. That that is that's super it. dope. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate it. My sons are like that too, man. My my birthday is in November, and their two their two birthdays are within like uh -huh. four, 14 days of mine. So like when when my when my my youngest starts, I'm in the middle and then my oldest and then it just goes from there. It's like a whole yeah. thing. Yeah. So that's really cool, man. And, yeah. And, yeah, and it's the same thing with, with my daughter, me and my wife. We we all almost exactly a month apart. Just like boom, uh -huh. boom, boom, right in a row. It's like March, April, May. Just just bang them out right in the world. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So it, it's a cool thing, but I appreciate yeah, it. Thank you so much. A yeah, lot man. of people a lot of people don't know, man, as far as Queens MCs go, man, like like you were born on the same day as Nas. Mm -hmm. Um and mm -hmm. you know that's something uh that, that we brought up because i'm like yo man it's, it's so easy what was in the water in yeah, exactly. Queens going on? <laughs> what was going on man i have no idea it's just <laughs> one of them those those those, those strange coincidences so yeah. shout out to brother Nas and happy belated to them as well yeah man, yeah, man. speak speaking of queens man I, I i see you got the mets hat on man have have you been able to see uh the espn doc uh once upon a time in queens i, I caught some of it i i, I so I caught some of it and I was happy with what I saw. And that's like actually my favorite baseball team of all time. So yes, right I here too. Yeah. You know, shout out Dow Strawberry. That's my man, you know. So oh, that's actually, what's up. Yeah, yeah. Like we actually talk a little bit on Instagram. So I meant to tell them that I caught the episode I caught. Yeah. You know, that, I'm congratulate him. But yeah, 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 I'm definitely I'm aware of it for certain. I mean, we was watching that joint like we didn't know what happened. Like it was so good. <laughs> Word. Yeah. But thirty for thirties, they usually are that way. Like I, I it's rare that I've seen a thirty for thirty that wasn't like compelling and like you're like, wow, I didn't even know that. Like thirty for thirty is a very, it's a very in depth like. Yeah like high octane documentary type show whenever they do it so i know the rest of it when i catch it is going to be just as well oh, it's crazy man and they did it in four parts but they give you they did everything because they told you how new york was at the time it, it, it gives you the feeling of 1980s new york yeah. from from the perspective of people in the hood people in on wall street it gave you all of that but then it gave you like people's perspective from outside of new york because you know doc and daryl they they came from california and, and 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 i forgot doc was from is from florida yeah i, I believe yeah. so yeah so they it was just showing you their perspective of being in new york and like how different it was from their from their upbringings but it's crazy because they already did the 
the Doc and Daryl yeah, uh, documentary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah, gave you even well. more insight to like just like how everything you know, plus with the other players and how they built the team up. Right. Uh, yeah. yeah. And, and Wally back, back then. Yeah. yeah, man. It was it was crazy. But like like Vaz said, man, I was literally watching that joint. Like I didn't know how this end. Like I was like. <laughs> right, yeah, right. Like, like all invested like like knowing knowing how it ends you know i think i'm gonna catch the rest of it tonight like because i could go on my like my my um my cable thing and like go yeah. into it and on demand. Yeah, if, you, if you if you got uh espn plus they all up there with no commercials and they not edited so you could just yeah. you could just really uh get uh heavy in that joint but yeah man so so are, are you a baseball fan at all or or is it you just repping for the for the for the uh town no, ba- actually, I've been a baseball fan since I was a kid. Oh, know? that's what's up. Like, I played Little League Baseball, and baseball was always, for some reason, that was always the sport that I gravitated to the most, and I would follow the most. And, you know, like, I was a big Reggie Jackson fan, and Mark McGuire, Daryl Strawberry, um, Frank Thomas. Yeah. Uh, Mookie Wilson, I could go on and on. So it, it, it's Mookie, just yeah. a, a sport that I follow and that I related to. So yeah, I I would say yeah, I'm a, a bona fide baseball fan. That's what's up, man. They 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 always like as a kid growing up, I I followed the Mets because they they always look cool. Because I'm I'm from Philly and like they didn't have they didn't they didn't look cool. Like like when you see Doc and Daryl and you see people that look like you, mm-hmm. like they they just look like. I imagine for for nineteen eighty six that was they was like the the cool kids. I mean, and yeah. they were young. They they you know like and they were at that time. They 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 would and they were the bad boys, you know. So yeah. yeah, they used to brawl. I remember them fighting with the Phillies at a game I was at, and then the people started fighting in the stands. <laughs> yeah, Ray Knight. I remember Ray Knight dinged. Um, oh God, who was that? Was it Eric Davis? I oh, they, they brought heavy, and and Eric Davis and 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 Daryl, they they homies, like yeah. But the but that that team was so. I think what was so cool about them is they were so started. <laughs> they like started from the bottom, and then they was just there. And Yo. when they realized how good of a team they were together, they just all clicked. And yeah, man, like magical shit. Like who hits a a, a ball and it rolls. Through somebody else's legs at first place, and that, yeah. like, that doesn't but happen. You understand? I'm, I'm not gonna spoil it for you, but when they when they tell you how, like, and why that even happened, it's so like because I thought I had knew like the ins and outs of that whole thing, yeah. but it, it's a it's a key moment in there, and you just like, yo, I can't believe that this is why that this happened. I don't want to spoil you. When you see it, you are gonna know exactly what I'm, I'm talking about. I'm definitely you. Uh, you definitely got me like. Yeah, more interesting. <laughs> oh, that that. But yeah. if I had to tell you, man, I I, I watch everything, man. I'm, I'm, I'm checking. I'm, yeah, but sorry. yeah, man. So like you, that I mean that that had to be that's '86. So that had to be your era, man. I mean, hip hop is heavy, and in fact, they talked to Chuck D on there, and um, he he was giving like his insight from from the perspective of, of the hood and like what was going on, and you know just everything. They talked to Tyson a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, I mean you as a in, in 86, you know, you know, you probably yeah, high school, right? Yeah. In 86, yeah. Nah, in 86, I was in like junior high. Was junior high? Was okay. going in the junior high. Going, okay. Yeah. 
So what, what was the atmosphere for, for young uh, Mike Geronimo in 86? Um, well, I was born in Flushing, like, so the Mets were, like, I was, oh, that's my hometown. So, yeah. I mean, I remember us as kids climbing the fence at Shea Stadium and playing nice. in the field at night. And we would play on the field until, like, the, the ground staff would, like, be like, all right, you kids got to go, whatever. But, you know, it was that. Amazing, it was yeah. baseball. It was riding bikes all day long. Um. It was uh, break dancing and graffiti and, and you know, Lee jeans and, and, and Pumas and Adidas with laces and leather bombers and gazelles. And you speaking my language now. <laughs> so, so it was just vintage. It was vintage, uh, like hip hop on the cusp of exploding into being this like, Supernova, you know, so, and I just remember, you know, you had to wait till Friday and Saturday to hear rap at that time. You didn't have stations that played rap Monday through Sunday, all the way through the week. So there were only two stations. There was WBLS and there was um, Kiss FM and there was Red Alert and there was Molly Mall. And you would have to wait, you know, till Friday night to hear Mr. Magic's Rap Attack and then hear Marley Mall. And then you could switch up between that and go listen to Red Alert. And then, you know, but for the whole Friday, Saturday, up until about one, two in the morning, that's what the radio would get. But those were good memories because you had to, you know, at that time, you had to tape the songs that you love. You had to. Yeah. You know, you had to have your the, the pause button on and the, the record mash down and you had to wait till you heard that rock him song or that G rap song or that LL song, whatever it was, the special ed, whoever, you know, and that's how it was then. Yeah, man. I mean that that's that's why the name of the pod is what it is, man. Tissue and the tape, man. You, yeah, you, yeah, you know, that's that's, that's yeah, that's over. <laughs> that's yeah. when you couldn't get a you know, I know that's when you couldn't find a blank tape. You like, all right, I just gotta use whatever. Let me take the tissue, stuff it in the slot. You know, you just use that tape over. I'm with it. Yeah, yeah man. So you already know. So, so 80, 86 is like you were saying, hip hop is on the cusp of the floor. We have, we have Run DMC, we have Houdini, we have these acts, but it's mm-hmm. not what it would ultimately would become and what it is today. Right. How, how, what draws you in though? What, what? I mean, I know it was it was the movement at the time, but what what was the point where you like that? We like to think about like your origin story, like when when Peter Parker, who also from Queens, oh, gets yeah. bit by the radioactive spider. What right. what was that moment for you in in hip hop? Um, I think it was I was sitting on my terrace and my mom had got me like a dual cassette player radio. It wasn't like the big monster ones that the older kids had in the park, but yeah, yeah. you know, it was my little whatever it was, Sanyo or whatever, but dual cassette. And I remember they played a rock him joint. I wanna say I think it was I Ain't No Joke. I, think, I can't remember, but whatever it was either that or 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 um, move the crowd, one of the two. But I remember when I heard it, I was just like, God, whatever this is, I want to hear more. (laughs) 
you know, and then then I remember hearing um I heard T LaRock is yours. And I like the drum. LaRock. Yep. And then I think like the Fat Boys had this record called In Jail. Like it was at the B side of of um Fat the song Fat Boys. It was the gotcha. B side. But it was on from there. And then you know in my neighborhood, like I grew up, you know, right next door to Large Professor. So that's who I was hanging around when I was a kid from like the age of like, you know, eight years old, nine years old. So just that whole atmosphere, hearing that kind of music and then going into the park and then, you know, everybody break dancing or, you know, doing what crews do at the time. And, you know, it just all got me hooked. And that was it. That was it. No, that's dope. So you grew up next to Extra P. Yeah. That, that had to be crazy. Was was he always like this? Like when I when I think of him, I think of like you can tell I'm a comic book dude. I, I think of like Professor X. He's like a like a mad like literally like a mad genius like yeah. with music. So like was he always like that? Um, he definitely always was like uh, he always you could tell was was thinking ahead of where everything else was. No matter what it was he was doing, you could see that if it was something that he liked doing or he was passionate about, like, he'll just think of it way deeper than you. And he would always try to come up with the best way of doing something. Or So in that sense, yeah, you know, and then when I discovered that he did music, like, yeah, definitely, because it, it would, just to watch him work on like the SP12 or whatever and make some some of the beats that people never got to hear. Like, it would be just like that. It would be like Professor X. If he could make beats, that's what you would envision Professor X being. Like, he just would sit there and experiment with sounds and stuff and samples and you wouldn't even think he's making anything and then he'll hit the, the play button and it'll be like, It'll blow your your head off. You know? That's so, crazy. Yeah, he was always that way, pretty much. Pretty so, much. So, w- were you around for Breaking Adam? Were you were you rapping then, or was or were you, had you not got in? When Breaking Adams came out, I was kind of DJing more so than rhyming. Like gotcha. I think Large knew I spit because I would go to his crib and, and you know, like it would be a bunch of us that would just be there freestyling and spitting the beats. He would play whatever. But um, but I mostly would DJ. So me and him would vibe more for like, you know, I would show him how I I, I would chop the record or backspin or cut and I'll show him stuff like that. And then he would put me on the like break beats and like samples I never knew and stuff like that. So <laughs> but uh, yeah, so he would take me under the wing and be schooling me to like, you know, like oh, this is the call snaps and this is um the JBs and this is um this is smiling Billy Sweet or whatever the the Heath brothers or whatever and that's all stuff like me as a person I wasn't even like into you know like but that's where it all started and then I would just start rhyming because that's what I was surrounded by at his crib so the more that I would play around with rhyming, I started to notice I was getting better at it. 
And then people around me would tell me to take that more serious. And then from there, I just started to, you know, hone in on that and the rest was history. Um, understanding like uh, phrasing and understanding like how record, how to manipulate records and stuff. Like, did that help you um, as an MC eventually? Like that you had that in your DNA. I mean, it it, it may have in a subconscious kind of way, I guess, but yeah. I don't. Think it was anything that I would like cognitively be saying. Well, because yeah. I'm DJ, I know that this should hit here and this should fall here, like. You know, when I started rapping, I didn't even know bars. I didn't know, you know, I didn't know song structure. Those were all things that people had to teach me. So I guess it did have its advantages, but if it did, it, I don't think that those advantages were anything that I would uh, concentrate on more or less. Sure. They, if they, If they did, if there were, and if they existed, and if I had them, then yeah, they definitely played a part as well. No, nah, that's cool. I, I'm always fascinated by, um, you know, like like Redman, for example, kind of has that same type of story as far as like being a DJ initially. And people are like, yo, like you can rhyme too. Like maybe you should, you know, rhyme. Yeah. You come yeah. to find out like in your case as well. It's like, no, like you're like, like you're an MC, like it's in you. You know, <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's something that was, you know, that was that was already in you and you just were, were able to hone it and bring it out. So I, that's always fascinating to me. So I stoked to hear you. Um, Phil, Phil, I gotta ask this though, man. Like, oh, yeah. So we we often, you know, we we joke a lot of times about the boroughs, and you know, like Phil said, he's from Virginia. Uh, he's from Philly. I'm from Virginia. So uh, we're kind of outside uh, outsiders in the looking in, but a lot of our favorite stuff not only like comes from New York when we were growing up, but like came from like Queens, like specifically, like Flushing. <laughs> Like, yeah. I'm, I'm like one of the biggest tennis fans there is. So like, when you say Flushing, I automatically think of Flushing Meadows. Oh yeah, that, that the U.S. Open. And, you know, like it, like that's something I've always wanted to go to. So when I hear that like people are like from the Flushing Queens, I'm like, yo, like not yeah. only like is large professor there, but like the like, you know what I'm saying? Like the Arthur Ashe Stadium is like right there, like right there, yeah, yeah, like that's just incredible. And then like also like we're both like. Eddie Murphy, like fanatics, like coming to America was in Queens too. So like mm -hmm. Queens yeah. always had like a deep reverence, reverence, like, you know, we always held a deep reverence for it outside of just like, you know, our favorite MCs being from there. But there's also just a lot of the stuff that, that was on the periphery that culturally, mm -hmm. Spider-Man, yeah. you know, US Open. Yeah, I mean, on it, we we kind of we played a, a part in a lot of things that 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 could be said. That could yeah. definitely be said. Yeah, so um man, salute salute to you, man. Um Phil, man, wait, we, I think Stan Lee is from Queens. Yeah, I, I'm almost Stan certain Lee actually based Spider-Man yeah. off of himself. Yeah, yeah. Stan Lee is actually from Queens as yeah. well. Yeah. That's that's just there you got it. Crazy, it, man. It gets no bigger. Yeah. <laughs> um, Phil, so like one of the things that, that we talked about um, earlier, we were just kind of just thinking about the fact that we're going to be talking uh, to Mike, man. You want to get into the records now? I mean, we talked about the origin story. Of course. We, um, like like some of the records that have come from 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 your catalog, Mike, like we hold in high esteem. I'm going to let Phil start off and we can just go um, from there. We, we, we have to start at the at the tippy top. My, my personal favorite, I, I think, I think is fair for me to say this is Vaj's personal favorite yeah. the master i see 
Yo. Produced by Buck Wild. Produced, yeah. shout out to Buck Wild. Like, just the way it even starts with, with, with my man doing the speech, like, I am the only master I know. Like, <laughs> who is that? Oh, that, that, rest in peace. That was my man, Sir Shadow. He was on, and he actually was uh, a member of The Last Poet. And wow. I had met him because Gil Scott Heron, shout out to Gil, uh, was signed to TVT at the same time that I would. So okay. we got cool. And I got cool with Shadow. And one day, I mean, whenever I would see them, they would always drop like some jewels on me that would kind of like stick with me. So I just randomly one day asked him, I was like, yo, Shadow, would you be able to do something for my album? And he was like, yeah, I, you know, and he didn't write it or anything. He just went to the studio with me one night and he just, He's like, yo, I'm the master, the only one I know. And then he just went into what he said, and that was it. So hold on, what, let me let me ask you: was was the song called Master I See before he did that, or he did that and then you named it that? Um, he did it. I, I, we didn't name it that because of him, but I think he did that, and then after that, I decided to call it Master I See. But it all fit, you know, yeah. perfect. So had he heard the song when he did that? Or he just did that and you just added it to the intro? No, he just went for it. Wow. <laughs> Yo, that that just, I, I literally, I literally like 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 Vi said when we knew he was gonna be talking to you, I was literally listening to it. I was like, yo. Cause I would I would listen to that. This is this is real shit. And Vada tell you, I use hip hop like when I be for like my everyday, like when I when I when I get ready to go to work, you know, I got a big big sale, whatever, coming, big meeting. Right. I be listening to stuff. So that's one of the joints, like, I be making money to the day that, but the, but the intro part of, of, of Shadow Talking was always so dope to me. I, I It got me like ready, like, like almost like how fighters be getting ready for the fight or like how when they be waiting in the tunnel, yeah. that's how I be in the car, like listening to joints. So like listening to that today, I was like, yo, I was like, I gotta make sure I ask Mike about this. So that's that's dope. Yeah, that's I dope. asked him, but in terms of what he said and how it came together with the song, it was pretty much random. So it's cool. it one of those cool things in life that yeah. but, it happened how it did. But that that makes the song dope because how it fades right into the song, but just the, the song itself. And I, I remember the video, I remember the, the coat. Like it looked like it was like two hundred <laughs> zero out there. You had the coat with the fur on the joint. Oh, and, yeah. that was official New York City breakout yeah, song. Yeah, yeah. But then, yeah, that, cool. yeah, man, that uh, that whole that whole vibe of the song, like, like, like ah, oh, yeah. like that, that that joint. It felt like the part. Like yeah, you know I mean, it, it just it felt it felt like y'all was in the part, and then the beat came on, and he was like. Yeah. And really, all of that was Buck Wild because it didn't even sound that way when I got it from him. Okay. When he played the skeleton, it didn't have all the things that has in it now when you listen to it. Like those things got added as he went, as we went along. So wow. it's kind of bug because what I first heard and wrote to, it wasn't at all what you hear you know when you play the song like a lot of it was added into it as we were recording so he def buck definitely like 
just went all in and zoned out and just made something yeah. else. Yo, how, how did you feel when you when you like or like the final final version? Like, because if you 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 telling me you didn't even hear it the way we we heard it, so you probably heard it kind of like the I guess the, like the same way we did. I, well, it's kind of with me. I heard it as it was going along, so I would hear it and it okay. would sound different each time I heard. it. So I would hear it in each of its stages, you know, and then I, but I do remember like the session where we all knew like that it was finished. Like he had it on, he had Rock Raider come up from, from oh. Executioners and do the, um, and do the cut on Yeah, rest in peace to Rock. And Rock just cut up the, the- The illest, man. Yeah, yeah the, uh, the, the, the cane joint. Yeah, the cane joint and he cut it up and, I think that was the minute we all knew it was like, yo, this shit is different. Yeah. Like, but in the, the best way. And we knew it was something, how far it was going to go. I don't think any of us knew, but we just knew we had something that no one else would ever have. Or, or I'm telling you, when we, when I go to concerts and like you got you got DJs and they play that joint, the the people that that were outside when that joint came out yeah. lose they shit. Yeah, the people that, that are a little bit younger uh-huh. that, that may have never heard it before the first time they they listen they like like because obviously if they had the concert they 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 it's a certain kind of vibe but they 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 stop and be like oh they don't they don't they may not know the song but they they vibe to it and I, I've seen it with my own eyes on on multiple occasions I was at. I was at a Lots concert in DJB. Shout out to DJB from uh he's from Philly, but he DJs in VA. Uh-huh. And he he dropped that joint and it it went crazy in there. It, it was he was just warming up the crowd, just playing joints. And yeah. he was going through like he was going through like a, a mid-90s set and that joint, ah, yeah. ah. And then he went right into the next joint that I want to talk to you about. He went right into uh shit is real. Yeah, that's cool. Which actually <laughs> was like probably that was your first joint because that dropped in '94, right? Yeah, that was my yeah. first move. Absolutely, shout out everybody. Yeah, yeah, definitely shout out Irv because that 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 went crazy in Philly. Uh, they used to play that all the time on the radio. That that song. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they played yeah. it all everywhere, but I know for for a fact in Philly that song got played all the time. Yeah, I mean in Philly they definitely showed me a lot of love with the song so i appreciate it for sure wow. okay. yeah, coming out of cars coming yeah. i mean yeah it was it was happy <laughs> yeah that's shout it. out to kobe cole he uh he definitely oh yeah him. hell he yeah back. kobe cole that's the, that's, the, that's the big homie yeah 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 cosmic kev too yeah, yeah strictly skills yeah yeah absolutely. man absolutely so 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 tell us a little bit about that about about shit is real because that was your that was like your your I guess like your first single right or well your as far as like for the making the making of the natural. I mean no actually shit's real was like the first song I've recorded so I had just met oh. her not too long before I went and did it and he gave me the beat um and he was telling me to come to the studio. You know, he said he had a lab, he wanted me to try it out. And Shit's Real was actually like the first song we ever worked on. So <laughs> that ended up being like, you know, the first single, but that was like the first time I ever went in the studio and recorded anything in life that was Shit's Real. 
that's crazy. You probably was like, yo, this shit is easy. Like it was all new to me, so I didn't know like um like I do remember Irv stopping me like while I was recording. He's like, yo, you never did this before? And I was like, nah. And he's like, you sure? And I was like, nah, I've never did this before. And he just laughed and he was like, yo, keep going. And I said, all right, cool. And like I said, that was it. We didn't even have the hook. He actually is the one that came up with the hook because he caught me freestyling. And I said something about shit's real. Now you know the deal, it gets realer. And then he's like, yo, just say that four times. And I was like, all right. And that's how we got the hook. So it, it really was like my very first, first experience doing any of that in anybody's studio. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how how was that process? Because they they say, you know, to that point, like they say, when you make your debut album, you know, it's it's your whole life up until that point. That's what you're writing for. And then when you make the transition and try to follow it up with the sophomore, a lot, a lot of times it ends up being that that interval that's between, you know, the debut and the sophomore. Mm -hmm. um, can you speak to like if that was the case in your in your particular uh, experience? Um, I mean, they're both definitely different in terms of one, you're doing and, you know, you don't know anything about the mechanics of an album or making an album and you don't know anything about the mechanics of the music industry. And <laughs> yeah. Much that you don't know, all you really know is those magic moments you have when you make music. You know, so I think when anyone makes their first album, it's probably the most in tune they are with just that purity, that that natural thing of you're a songwriter and a performer and there's music and you marry it and it makes this amazing thing. And that is what a first album usually is. And with a second album, it kind of differs in the sense of you're not so unaware of all of these things that you weren't aware of when you did your first album. Mm -hmm. So some people tend to let those things uh, make them think or overthink. Um, and some people let those things become critical to, 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 to their formula in terms of how they're the artist and what they do as an artist. And, and so, you know, there's always that quote unquote risk of a sophomore jinx. But um, yeah, they're definitely two different feelings when you're doing it. One, you're not, you're like oblivious to everything other than you're just hungry and you just want to marry the music. And the other one, you're like, all right, how far can I go now? Right. So it's, it's a different thing altogether. So, so when you when you when you put out shit's real, what what were your were you like? All right, did you think like, all right, I'm about to be the man, or or was it like, all right, I got a record out? What like what was the like your feeling? What did you have any kind of expectations for what the record was going to do? Not particularly. <laughs> it was funny because, <laughs> like I said, I didn't like I I wasn't aiming to be like an MC. I wasn't looking to be you know, a rapper in that sense. Like it was something I did and I know I could do it. And I had fun doing it. 
you know, but when I did it, like I honestly, when we did Israel, I didn't say to myself, okay, I'm gonna make it and I'll have videos and houses and cars. <laughs> right. That. Like I was just like, all right, we recorded, cool. <laughs> you know, and then Irv was just like, nah, I'm gonna press it up. Some things is moving too slow. Watch, we're we gonna be on, blah, blah. And I'm like, all right, cool, album right here. Right. And still, it's like my head wasn't really geared towards, all right, this is, is what I'm aiming to do with my life or what I'm aiming to be. It was like, if it worked out cool, if it didn't, then, you know, life goes on. And at least I would always know that oh yeah well guess what did you ever make a record i have you know right. I, I could say i've at least done that in my life and that was enough for me you know so whether five people bought it or five million bought it, it didn't really matter to me at that point that that speaks to the title though the like of the debut the natural like ted williams yeah like you speaking about baseball but like like that that whole kind of when people use that term now when they talk about like mike trout or they talk about like these like yeah almost like savant type of talents yeah. five toolers so to speak five two right. right what you're talking about is exactly how they kind of probably felt in terms of like it just came naturally to them like okay like herbs asking like, like yo you never done this before and you're like nah like you know like like the natural like it really so that that's dope to hear that it kind of really does go into that um you know and it does fit that aesthetic and then to hear that you actually you know have have a you know a love for baseball because i always thought that too because like growing up like the natural was like okay like that's like i wonder if he likes baseball you know like so this conversation yeah, it, totally it definitely inspired it definitely played a part in me calling the album that that yeah. movie definitely like always that movie the greatest. <laughs> And I couldn't call it Bad News Bears, and those were like the only two <laughs> things you know, right? So. No, the the nat the natural's fitting though, and then you know having that as the the title track, um, just how how the album even starts, that's kind of like kind of letting people know. But it, it's it's a, it's two things on this album. Besides the master I see and Shizra, it's two things on this album that made it stand out. It made it so important to the culture. Um, we we gonna we gonna we gonna get to the to the to the big one, but before we get to that, you 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 had a you had this this bond this like this kind of connection with 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 OC and Royal Flush. I always felt like y'all could have did like a like a group or, or something like that. I always thought it would have been dope, but like the like when you hear like. Even on later projects with you and Royal Flush, y'all always had like a dope chemistry. Um, like, how how did you end up connecting with him? Well, Flush, I pretty much grew up with. I knew Flush through his cousin Rashad, and Rashad was on my baseball team as a kid. So that's pretty much how I met Flush. You know, and as we got older, you know, we be out in the street, you know, you, you see each other randomly and you cool with each other and, you know, the rest was history after that. So we just naturally vibe, you know, and oh, I met through Buck Wild. But I think the minute, yeah, the, the, the minute we met, we just like clicked, like we always knew each other, you know. They, they definitely two bros that like, 
I mean, flesh more so because, like I said, we spend so much time growing up together. Like, you don't force how you vibe with each other. You just do. Right. You know, so. Yeah. And then once we discovered making music together, like, it, it again, it was nobody really thought about it. It was just something we went and did. And, and it, it sounded good to us. And, you know, we just was like, yo, let's just keep doing this. And that's it. We just do. Yeah, yeah that's cool. Yeah, that, that you, could, you could tell there's natural chemistry there. Because I was like, it, it, it's just it's, it's just like a vibe. Like, like, it's almost like when you hear, like, Styles and Kiss, like, you know that they're friends. Mm-hmm. Even though they rhyme together, you know that they're, like, genuinely friends. Yeah, and absolutely. You, you, and you could hear that with, like, you and Flush. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. He, he said, um, what he said this weekend, we we went and we did a show with, with shout out to Nori and, and, and Cam and, and Little Kim and on the lots, but the Flush wife was, was, we was all talking and he was like, he said he told his wife, he said, yeah, the only person I've been married to longer than you is Mike. So <laughs> we all just started laughing, but it was true. I was like, that's some real shit. We've been together for so long that it's like, you know, you don't think about what you do. You just, it's just there. Yeah, know? man. So, so, so there, there's that, but you, you, I know, I know you, you, I've heard you say it before that you don't take credit for it, but you saved Def Jam Records. <laughs> you know that, right? <laughs> I don't take no credit now. Nah. I know. No, I'm, 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 I'm half joking, but I'm half, I'm half not. You, 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 you know what I'm talking about. I mean, you could, say, you could say that Herb played a major part in 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 turning Def Jam around, and you can say that, yeah, his way, his introduction to the industry was our project. But I would never sit there and and act as though like, you know, I'm not. I wasn't the person who was like, yo, this should have this release date. And no, no, no. no. I, I'm I'm half joking, but. But that 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 leads us to to time to build. Like yeah. those those three gentlemen, and for those who don't know what I'm talking about, Ja Rule, Jay Z, and DMX. You know, mm-hmm. effectively, you know, Jay Jay had done some stuff before and everything, but they effectively made their major label debuts on your project. Yeah. Um, all on the same song, by the way. Which absolutely, you know, for what they were, you know, you're talking about. Tons of Grammys, number one albums, a billionaire sprinkled in there, you know. Yeah. It to to start on this record, like, did you did you at when you heard the the I know you said you didn't put it together, but when you heard it, did you know like, yo, these guys are gonna be, you know, what they ultimately ended up becoming? Um I knew that they were all very, very talented. And I knew that they all, I knew what all of them, it wasn't, are they ready for the world? It was, is the world ready for them? Did I know to what extent they were gonna, I don't think any of us did, but we definitely knew like that they were all talents that were one of a kind. And we all knew like, it wasn't a question of, would they all blow or, or would you get a deal or that wasn't a question at all like from the minute i heard each and every one of them 
you know, so they all just had out of this world talent that was undeniable, you know, and, and you knew that. And, and to me, it just made me feel all the more better to be able to say, you know, some of the people that you do this shit with have that caliber of talent because they push you to have that caliber, you know? So I just looked at it that way. But yeah, I knew, you know, I, I, like, I was like, yeah, you'll hear from all of them a lot in one minute, you know? So I just knew, we all did. It, 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 it might be hindsight looking at it, knowing like what these dudes ultimately ended up doing. But it, to me, it, and, and Vada tell you this, even back then, I always felt like that song should have been bigger. Like it should have had a video. Mm-hmm. It, 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 was there ever any discussion of that being like a single or it was always an album cut? It was always an album cut. I mean, we definitely dug it. Um, but we didn't, I, I think that, that like, like we knew it would cause attention, but I don't think we thought of it in terms of, yeah, visual and put it in, it'll drop after this. And we just didn't look at it that way, but we knew it was a, uh, it was a intricate part of the body of the album. Yeah. Cause like, shout, shout out to I got the EPMD shirt on. Cause like when, when I hear it, it, it gives me headbanger energy. It gives me that kind of, it, it gives me that kind of energy. So like when I see it, that's like what I see. I imagine y'all being, you know, like how the 90s shit look. It'd be all dark and, and grind. Like I imagine y'all being in somewhere that's cold and, you know. I mean, don't get me wrong to, to think about it now in hindsight. Yeah, it would have been lit to do the video for it. You know, and it probably would have been wild to just even. DMX would have had like three pit bulls not to the beat. It was <laughs> you know, but I'm like I said, I'm just it's also cool to see what it's become. Yeah. You know, yeah. the birth of the internet and, yeah. and with this whole new era of exposure. You know, so uh, everything works out in, in any way the way it's supposed to. Like people are discovering this like daily. Like you'll you'll go look at stuff, That's whether it be like like yeah. even some of like your old videos and stuff and it'll be like, oh, Ja Rule brought me here or, you know, like yeah. MT- MTV brought me here. And yeah. I know like Phil, Phil's been waiting to talk to you about MTV. So we're talking about <laughs> that. But, but like, like you said, like the internet, like every day is, is like a new day. That's not like any other day because it's somebody's always discovering something right something's always being unearthed and it's endless it, yeah yeah it, yeah you know, i it, it was funny for a long time it might still be up there if you go to youtube and and you put in time to build one of the one for a long time it was up there as unreleased uh <laughs> murder ink track that like as in like the group murder ink not the label but that's right. how that's how it was that's how it was labeled on YouTube for yeah. for, for years, yeah. which I always thought was hilarious. You know, it, there, there's blog posts about like the record as the birth of Murder, Murder Inc. There's there's one that says you all know about Murdergram, but they were they were a unit before that, and they and it breaks down the song. Right, but it, it's pretty cool. Like Vi said, new people discover it every day, and yeah. they they, you know, a lot of times like the the verses. Um, took a lot of people to, to Ja Rule's music, so right. it's coming back around. 
uh, when X passed, you know, unfortunately, but it, it brought people back around to it. Yeah. And, you know, so it's one of them things. It, it gives new life year over year. And, and it's such a dope song. And it, and it perfectly encapsulates that time frame. Like, for if you were there, you understand, like, like, like everything like that you're saying in there is like shit that people like associate with boom bap with with like the the mid 90s hip hop like like it's just it's almost like it's like hip hop 101 or like hip hop for dummies like if you was like like with the with this 90s hip hop and you put on that song it's like quintessential like the 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 pace of it the 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 rock him sample um all of that you know what I mean, I'm it's I, like I said, I'm just glad that it's found its its own, you know, like it's I'm glad it's found a life in this era, you know, and I'm glad it is one of those hidden jewels that people are, you know, yeah. unearthing as they go along. Yeah. So it's called a part of that, man. It definitely and despite what you say, if that record doesn't happen, they 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 all still become you know signed artists i don't think it happens the way it does that's just my personal no but the the thing i don't think anybody will ever truthfully have the answer to that in that sense because that's it unfolded the way that it did so again i think that song put all of them on def jam's radar to the way it's like yo we need to get you know x y and z you know i'm glad i could whatever it was and whatever it did and i'm just glad that you know i was part of the experience and that's that that's enough for me bro you know what i mean like that's enough for me real talk but now that we got all this music shit out the way we gotta get to the main thing (laughs) no i i was i was one of them dudes that absolutely when 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 mtv actually was dope and they actually played videos Right. But they also had they had great television programming, and you uh, are a pioneer of that. Sex in the nineties, yeah. um, yo, you, do you realize you you indirectly created like reality TV as people know it today? I don't. Really, that's another thing that. No I man, no, I'm not. I'm not letting you duck this one. I, I don't know. really. I, nah, it's, it's Bob because somebody just recently told me that and. I was kind of like, I won't say that. Was I around early before it was what it was? Yeah, you know, yeah, that's fair to say, but I don't think that that I must die. Like, you know, yeah. I, I, I just was in on the ground floor with it. That's yeah. how I oh, look. This is that, see, I'm going back to the comic books. Dr. Bruce Banner did not know he was creating the Incredible Hulk when he started fucking with the gamma rays and everything. He was uh, trying to... You I mean, do. then that I guess if you want to go there, like then maybe that's kind of fair to say, like yeah, one sex in the nineties wasn't it wasn't like it was my show. We were just one couple of yeah, five couple, and I just think that we were so different from all the other couples that maybe they paid more attention to us than they did the other couples and whatever it was. Um, could you say it was a cornerstone or could you say it laid a foundation? I suppose you could say that, you know, but 
I, I, I always say Heather B was the first person oh, of course. to do any of that. You know, of course, like what that was that was a very structured show. Seven people living in the house. Shout out to Heather B. She's definitely the first hip hop person in reality TV. Absolutely. That's but for what hip hop for what reality TV has become, where you have like these loving hip hop shows and yeah. or you I know mean, where it's about yeah. couples and everything like that. Uh-huh. They took the the rawness of what you and Milky showed on that show, and they 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 fucked it over and did something else with it. But what y'all had was like legit, like you could tell, like they were just filming y'all. Y'all were just yeah. It, it didn't seem true. like it was like hey, <laughs> you let's get the makeup and you know like ah, that was like they just crashed at my house and then yeah they they it looked like they just followed y'all around and y'all just. Yeah, what y'all did. people didn't even see because they were with us for 30 days. So, okay. I mean, yeah. there's footage that they didn't even show that they had, you know, so, and that was a long time and it was very unorthodox back then. Like I, like I said, I would wake up and they would be at my crib and I'd be like, damn, like I just woke up and then like, that's the idea to catch you just waking up. That's mm-hmm. wow. It, it, and it's it's crazy though because like now even if they wanted to do it that way now they one they wouldn't because they it's too much money involved but everybody knows how this goes so they would be playing to the camera and uh-huh. there's so much other things like I you correct me if I'm wrong it felt like y'all almost forgot the cameras were there were were y'all always aware of the cameras or did y'all nah there were definitely moments and days where you'll get so enthralled in just living life and just, you know, going through life that, yeah, we forgot the cameras with it, you know? So I know I did. There were definitely moments I know I correctly say where I was like, oh shit, that's right, I'm recording this show, you know, but that's what it was. And as I said, they were with us for the better part of a month. So, you know, as time goes on, you kind of let your guard down because it's it's kind of like, you know, the first week, it's a little awkward. The second week, it's strange. But by the third or fourth week, you're just like, all right, yeah, there's life and this camera in my house. And we didn't care. And we just went with it, you know? So it's just one of those things. It's just one of those things. Did, did you start to get recognized more, like, around, like, the city because of that? Because, um, like... Was it because I don't know if it was as big as I thought it was, but I but it, it felt like like people would have start recognizing you more or I or mean, it definitely. Them- yeah, it definitely gave me more level of exposure um, and it definitely gave me exposure to maybe demographics that weren't, you know, familiar with me. Yeah. Um, so it definitely did that. Um, yeah. I, I could I can't say it didn't to to what to what extent I wouldn't know, you know, but it definitely had its impact in terms of you know, after that it I was asked to do broader reaching things or or gotcha. or, you know, be a part of things that were broader than just, you know, what I was being asked to do prior to that, you know. Yeah. So, like, what you did, and then a, a decade or so later, with Joe Button did, like, with Joe Button TV, with him and Tahiri. Mm-hmm. I think the combination of those two things ultimately led to the love in hip hops, or you know, all of these 
these shows that are based around relationships and everything like that in the 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 yours it was just so authentic because it, it felt like like i was watching like like one of my homies or my uncle you know what i'm saying it felt like that so like you were saying it, it gave you exposure to to more things what is that something like do you regret it did you, did you enjoy it like what, what was your takeaway from it once it was over and it came out no i don't regret doing it at all like it was it was a cool experience you know and um and you can't really like i couldn't regret it because i didn't know what to, to expect because you didn't have like all these other shows to compare it to or whatever so you know for me it was just a cool experience would i do it again probably not the way that reality <laughs> yeah right you know and i'm gonna you know, I like to keep my world like divided, like you know, gotcha. home, and I'm with my kids and my wife. That's just for us. And yeah, I like it that way. And you know, when I have to go to work and be this guy who who you know makes the music, then I go and do that. So I probably wouldn't be as eager now as I was back then to do it. Um, but I'm glad that I had you know, the opportunity to do it. I'm glad it exists. I'm glad that I have that experience. Nice. Man, we, we appreciate you rocking with us. Obviously, this is Tissue in the Tape. We are talking to Mike G. We got a couple more things that we want to talk to you about, brother. I appreciate your time so far. Ah, no worries, no worries. <laughs> so, so Phil, we, we talked about The Natural. You know, we talked about MTV. Um, we, we touched on a vendetta a little bit, but I just wanted to give you a chance. I know you you, know, you had a couple questions about that. Yeah, um, uh, go ahead. Yeah. No, uh, one, one of the uh, a super underrated song, man, you, you had a feature with the locks and DMX with, with one of my favorite DMX verses. Uh, starting a song about what's all that noise about has some respect. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Yo, that like talk yeah. about like how how was it working with x like were y'all in the studio for that that it, it, it didn't it seemed like y'all were, were together um, like was it mailed in for no 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 for 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 usual suspects yeah we were all in the studio like the day that he did his work okay. we were all together so pretty much everyone that's on the song from like Rough Riders and D Block and anyone on the song was there that day. Gotcha. So that that making of the album is is obviously is, it's a much different process than than the natural. It's uh-huh. you you you're a music industry veteran at this point. Uh-huh. You know you're you have exposure. Like you were saying, you know the first album was your life up to that point. But you you learned some shit <laughs> since yeah. since the last one. You yeah. know you know some people. You know you know some things. You've seen some stuff. Mm-hmm. Talk about the 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 expectations. Just the whole process of making that sophomore album. You know, coming off the uh, off of such a dope. You know, criti- critically acclaimed project as the natural. Um. 
I, I think, yeah, there was definitely more of a, a, a expectation factor. Like there was more. I guess you could say there was more pressure, like you know, to 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 to, to match up to or to exceed the natural. You know, so yeah, I'd be remiss if I didn't say that. You know, that was part of of the thought process with doing the second album. You know, and like you said, there were more people at the table, and there were more relationships in play, and there it was more, you know, more of a budget and oh, all yeah. these other things. And so, yeah. like I said, a lot of things on your second project come into play that could never come into play on your first because you just don't know. Yeah. Oh so, yeah, it was. It was. It was everything turned up times yeah, 10 yeah because yeah, you i mean you had a drink with diddy yeah i had the hunter in the video yeah. <laughs> like yeah. that 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 was that was crazy because that, and that's when that's when she was she was one of the ones at the at the time like she was she had the uh the show and everything so like it was just a whole different environment it was a different it was a, definitely a different vibe than the first i'm still hard still but it was just different then the first time, did did you go into it trying to make something different than natural, or was it just how it came about? Um, I think it was a little of both. Like I definitely said to myself, I wanted to do things on the second album that I didn't do on the first album. Um, and then it was just you know you, you're not the same person in terms of your experiences, like you time has passed and you've grown and things are different in some senses, the same in others. So I just wanted to do a project that reflected where I was at that point, you know, and I knew that no matter what I did, I wasn't going to ever do natural over because, you know, whatever things or whatever experiences transpired and they you know, played a part in how the natural came out. That wasn't the same formula necessarily that I was using for my next album because there were different experiences and different places and different things to say and to, to express and to, to talk about. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, no, that that definitely like 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 Phil was saying, just um, you could you could hear that it still was um along that same lane, but like mm -hmm. um there there was more of like a maturation to it, and then mm -hmm. also um, you know like just even um some of the expressions of the street life um, it just it just had a different feel to it, yeah. um, you know, it just it was like okay like it was it was from the same perspective, but you know it just it just had a more mature um approach to it yeah. and it really, it really came across that way and, and even now going back and listening to these records you know um 25 years or you know 20 24 years later you know like they still sound good you know and, that, yeah. and that's that's a testament to the work that you guys put in yeah it, it still it still sounds good it still fits of course the the quintessential you know, not mid '90s motif, but mm. um, but it still also just sonically, it still sounds good. It doesn't sound dated, 
you know what I'm saying? It's still fresh. That's all you, yeah, then that, that's cool to hear, bro, because that's all you can really hope for is that yeah. you do something that resonates. There's it's, it's joints on there, man. Uh, <laughs> single Life, that's, yeah. yo... Yo, that that's one of my that's like one of the most like like low key underrated uh songs. Um, y'all y'all got your shit off, and then oh man, what did he say? He's like, y'all ain't seen nothing till y'all seen my little mommy spaz oh, out. She like to fight till she pass out. <laughs> Yo, that that line makes yeah, that me laugh every time because like like vibe knows my wife and it just makes me laugh every time i hear it yeah it's just a, it's just a real line like yeah, yeah. real yeah. but 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 that but that's the beauty of a song like that because it is one of those things that that's timeless that never anybody that's that's been in or like they know a girl like that mm-hmm. they 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 know they they know they know the situations that y'all were breaking down in sure. that song. That's that's Thomas, and then Carl Thomas on the hook, just uh, that yeah, yeah. it was a good. It, 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 I mean, you you definitely feel the 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 uh, for lack of a better term, the bad boyness of the of the time in there, but mm-hmm. it fit right in there, and they were they were good songs. It was it was a, it was. It was high quality work, and that's that's uh, a tribute to you. Like, even though it was different than the natural, it was still it was still genuinely. I, I felt like genuinely, authentically, you just like a like a, a different, you know, a different chamber of Mike Geronimo. I appreciate it. Yeah, like I said, it was it was anything that I did. I would always be. Um. I would always be in my here and my now, you know, so any project that I worked on, that's the only perspective I would take it from was my here and my nows, you know, and then I, and my here and my now is not gonna always be the same. So sometimes it worked out, sometimes not so much, but, you know, as long as I could stand up to it at the end of the day, I was cool. You know, and, and another thing, this, this is something that would happen now that that they probably I we probably didn't have a foresight. There should have been Vendetta Timbs. There, there, there should have been <laughs> Timberland times Mike Geronimo. There should have been like the, the, the Vendetta Timber with the Vendetta on the bottom. Oh uh, yeah. That I know I would have had some. I feel you. I would have <laughs> I would have copped those for sure. Yeah, these I did. Like they the ones who was the with the artwork they were right yeah. there. Who, uh, you know, yo, but I'm, I'm saying somebody should have called Timberland like yo. This this, this needs to happen, you know. That would have been crazy. Yeah, yeah, but that was all the labels. So shout out to them, mate. Yeah, very creative. Nah, that was cool. Yeah, bro. Yo, so I, I was, I was, I was hesitant if I was going to ask you about this, but I, but I, I've been asked about it, and I was like, if I ever talk to Mike, it's something I'm going to ask. So I can't, I can't back out of it. People always ask me about about the whole situation with with you and Irv and like how obviously he's all, he's a driving force behind the natural and and Vendetta not not there. So at some point, I'll, I'll let you explain if you want to. Like what 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 happened with with you and Irv and then obviously he went on to do Murder Inc. and mm-hmm. you know I always felt like. 
if, if there wasn't an issue, you you there, somehow some way you should have been a part of that. But maybe you can explain or like clear it up for for the people uh, between you and Herb. Um, I mean, I would at this point, it's not really nothing. I could say that hasn't been said already, you know, other than just very, to put it all in a nutshell, like, you know, you, you may vibe different and you might not always vibe the same and you might not always be aiming for the same thing, you know, so Got it. if, if you're able to work with each other, regardless of those things and still be as creative as you were then cool dope lit you know if you can't you know because those things play too much of a of a distraction or a disruption to the vibe then you know it just is what it is and you gotta just do what's best for you you know so i don't think we could ever say like it's of any love loss with anybody like we all gonna always be you know family to, to good, that good, good. we all started together but you know everything ain't for everybody and everybody ain't for everything and it doesn't mean because you're, you're you know peoples and you're doing you know business that you're always gonna be able to to, to, to vibe enough to get all of that done so I think with us, when we realized, you know, that wasn't what we could do. And, you know, I just was like, yo, it's cool with me because I was ready to take a break from this shit anyway, you know, so. Gotcha. You know, and his ambitions and what he wanted to do with it, they weren't the same as mine and that's okay. You know, so it is what it is. And, and, and I got the utmost respect for him in the sense of, you know, he saw me with nobody else really saw, and he saw how to bring that out, and he saw how to bring that to the world, and I'm gonna always, you know, give him that respect and that credit for that, you know? And what we did, you know, it kind of opened up pathways for so many other people that it's like bigger than both of us could ever imagine, so. You can't ever not respect somebody that you've been on that journey with, you know, but you get older and it's easier for you to say like, you know, sometimes you just don't vibe and it just doesn't click. And when it doesn't click, it's not, you know, it might not be worth you doing. So we just do that anything any further, you know, but that's still family, as I said, because we we're the nucleus of a lot of things. That's that's dope to hear, man. And 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 I and I'm glad you said that because, like I said, a lot of people have asked, like you know, you know, like even people like I, I would play like your music and I'd be like, yo, Irv produced this Gotti. I was like, no, DJ Irv. I was like, like just joking around. I was like, <laughs> um, but you know, you know, yeah, Irv Gotti. And then he's like, yo, well, why he didn't do that? You know, I'm like. That's that's a question for Mike Gerard, you know. So right. you saying that makes all the sense in the world. So it, it, it's just it's just good to hear that y'all y'all still y'all you know it's still love there and everything and that that's super dope, man. And, um, yeah, and yeah. I will never change, you know. So and I know some people might not understand that, but 
you know, with me, I was always, like I said, it's always been about how I feel and if the vibe is right and if I feel that vibe. If I feel that vibe, then I do what I do. If I don't feel that vibe, it, it ain't nothing that makes me get involved, you know, so it is what it is. Okay, so so you, you you introduced the word vibe, so that that we're gonna get you out of here on this. It's something that we always do. It's called tit for tat. Mm-hmm. Um, it is 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 this something that we do just to uh? It's a quick uh. I say one thing, Vibe's gonna say another, and you have to pick which one you rocking with. Oh, okay. So, so Vibe, I'm gonna say we we if we talking about Tribe Called Quest, I'm gonna say the low in theory. You're going to say Midnight Marauders. Mike G. You're you're tip for tat. I'm going to say Midnight Marauders. Like, yeah, yeah, I'll go with Midnight Marauders. Okay. So, so we we talked, we talked about baseball, obviously. uh, But, you know, New York City does now officially have two teams um, that are are there. Um, If I, if I say the Nets that are in Brooklyn, Phil, you know, what do you say? (laughs) <laughs> the New York Knickerbockers, the the only team in New York. <laughs> and then what do you say, Mike G? I don't say neither of them. <laughs> okay, <laughs> nice, nice. I don't who, rock, who you, who you rock with in hoops? I don't rock with them. I probably rock. Man, let me see. I rock with Boston. Um, oh man, in 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 rocking with Boston. That's that's rough. Uh, the Trailblazers. Okay. Okay. Shout out to Dame. Shout out to Dame. Um, I was a big 76ers fan. Oh, let's go. Right. But then I was like, this MB be crying too much about it. <laughs> hey, man, if, if you had to play with Ben Simmons, man, you, you might. Man, you might be crying too, I, I was hoping all of that was going to work out. I guess it didn't. I don't out. think so, man. I, I I think it's I think it's uh, irreconcilable differences. But man. I will say that the Knicks are very a very they, they coming along as a team. Yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah, definitely. All right. So if I had to go with either of the two, I probably choose the Knicks. And over. then honestly, like you like that orange and blue colorway too. Like that's that that color. I really, if you think about it, it, it <laughs> orange and blue only you can only fuck with orange and blue. Past right. that, right, right. You, uh, yeah. you got you limited. Right. You gotta go okay. orange and blue every day. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. But they they definitely coming along as a squad, and I, I think you know with the new additions that they have this year, like yeah, I think it's gonna be something different. Kemba Walker is gonna make a huge difference. Yeah, they got Fournier too. Yeah, and and Evan Fournier yeah. be at the shooting guard position, like. That's gonna change a lot of things. Like we we want to see the Knicks be good, man. They've been bad for so long. How could you not? You know, yeah. ba- basketball is better when they're when they're good. It's one of those things. Like the the rivalries are better. The primetime games are yeah. better. Yeah, you know. So I, I would have to choose the Knicks if I had to choose one of the two poisons. It would be the Knicks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we so we go we gonna take it back to Queens. And uh, if 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 I said you you have to. Uh, you have to pick between these two MCs, and I'm gonna say the legendary first nigga, Cool G Rap. No, I'm I'm gonna say Ladies Love. Oh man, that's that's, man, that's rough. You know, they they both they both were staples, but for both for different reasons. Right. 
Oh man, uh, I'll probably have to. Well, if you don't go with L, a lot of party songs that you grew up on wouldn't exist. Yeah. But if I didn't go with G rap, a lot of the street joints. Okay. I, I like I like where you're going with that. Okay. But you got I, I'm I would have to go with L only because I think the whole and not the few. I'm always a thinking of the whole. So nice. Can't have all that party music going. I would have to go with L. Nice. All right, Phil. A couple more. Um, we'll we'll take it to uh, just just something that's probably a little bit classic. Um, we we like sneakers, you know. Everybody likes to be fresh. Um, right. You know, if Phil, if I say the Jordan threes, you know, what do you say? I'm gonna say I'm gonna say the Jordan fours. Okay. I mean, Mike, if you had to pick between the threes and the fours, do you, do you have any? I would go with the threes, probably. Yeah, the C- cement threes are a top five shoe. Yeah, yeah the Oreo cookie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Craziness. Yeah. All right. All right, Phil, you got the last one, man. All right, all right. We we going we going back to Queens. All right. All right. So I'm going to say you you have to pick between. Mm. Let's see. Let's let's do this good. DJ Marley Mall. Vibe. Uh, Who you got? Man, rest in peace, man. Jam Master J. I mean, we're, we're not going to make you pick, Mike. We're yeah, not even going to make you pick because that's a tough one. Well, that's insane. I'm not getting it. Right, right. <laughs> we're not, not going to make you pick with that. But you don't it, have to. I ain't getting in that one. How about that? I'll both of y'all out. Nah, I ain't. All I'm going to say is just, um, we just want to just give props, obviously, to to these legendary. Yeah, absolutely. And and then also just say, man, when when it comes to producers, when it comes to groups, and when it comes to, obviously, MCs like yourself, man, Queens is is definitely a melting pot of of some of the best that hip-hop has. Run DMC, Tribe, CNN, Mob Deep, Mike Geronimo, Geronimo. Nas. You talking about (laughs) Nicki Minaj, Ja Rule, 50 Cent. No, it's crazy, man. We, we we obviously again man we we've this has been very queen centric but it's only right that we're talking to you about that and, and again man we appreciate the time that you took out to speak to us nah um, today man it's it been cool you know yeah it's definitely been cool appreciate Other than that. having to choose between marley <laughs> and everything else was ultra cool yeah nah, i had a good job though i appreciate it man i appreciate that um phil of course, we, we we're gonna um, we're gonna leave on that note. Once again, thank you so much, Mike. Yes, sir. I appreciate your time, brother. Hey. I really appreciate ah, that, man. man. Thanks for hey. having me, bro. Thanks for having Mike, me. Mike G, man, you 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 uh you official tissue on the tape alumni now. So <laughs> now every time when I post one of your joints, man, you 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 got a title, man. Like, just like, <laughs> just like 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 uh like MD at the end of like doctor. You ain't had to go to uh, eight yeah. years. Yeah, yeah. I graduated, kid. I don't yeah, you graduated, man. You 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 tissue on the tape alumni, man. Any, or any of our posts, anybody that ever been on the show, when I anytime I tag them, it go right after their name. You 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 right in there with them too. Ah, uh, and you and you welcome anytime. You got anything you got on, got going on, anything you want to talk yeah, about. We'll have more coming. Like the album is the album's coming out in March. I think. Let we, us know, and we we'll, we we'll put it out to the people. 
Sure, yeah, so, And I'm like finishing up now. I'm doing a couple of things that we're added finishing touches to, but I'll keep y'all posted definitely, bro. Yeah. Appreciate that, brother. Yeah, when, uh, like, when, when is it dropping? Uh, March 11th. Okay. Um. Okay. So yeah, when, when you get closer to the date, if you if you want to come back, we'll talk about it. Or you you can either do it one of two ways, either right before it come out or right after it drop. Um, however, whichever whichever works for your schedule, and we'll and we'll definitely uh we'll rap about it. We'd love yeah, to man. figure it out. Yeah. Like I said, it, it say less, we we go over it. But the closer I get to it, I definitely keep y'all informed. And, yeah, man. And come out, we definitely could do some things, bro. Real talk. Yeah. Any Appreciate anything that. that we can do to help, you know, we we here, yo. I appreciate it. Every little bit counts. So I appreciate that too. I'll let you know, like right now, it's just a matter of me being comfortable with all the songs that I did and, and with the songs we're going with. And there's a couple of like features that I have to finish doing. So everything is on, but March 11th, it'll be good to go. I'm excited. So yeah. Oh, well, I, well, we, we ready, man. Yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna be dope to hear hear you. Uh, a lot of surprises, it's gonna, bro. It's a lot yeah, of. I, I I can only imagine. I I I know some of the people I would love to hear you with. So I'm I'm interested to see who you got on the joint. Yeah, I mean, it's probably gonna be my last one. So I'm really going all out and using all my favors. I'll just say that. So okay, there's people you probably expect. There's people I know niggas ain't at all gonna expect, but. Is is yeah, it's all yeah. right. Oh, that's <laughs> that's cool. I'm Appreciate anxious it, to man. let it out. So, but I'll keep y'all posted for real. All right, man. Thank you, Mike. Man, we'll we'll, we'll stay in touch. Yeah, please. Right. Do and then, and I'm I'm a, I'm a, I'll probably uh, hit you like on on IG or something like that just to let you know when we're going. Uh, is this is probably going to drop Friday? Okay. Um barring anything crazy that goes on in in my everyday life it, right. the latest it'll drop is tuesday but more than likely it'll drop friday that's cool just keep me posted yeah. like yeah, I, I i'll hit you um if, if there's any certain like because i always put i always use like a a, a picture for the cover for uh -huh. the show cover if there's a certain picture you want me to use you can, you can send it to me or have your people send it to me yeah and i'll so use that I, one i definitely I'll get it, Allie, and I'll let her know what's good, and we'll take it from there. Right. You know and shit. And and tell her thank you too thank for, you. for reaching man. back out. Um, she was she was super dope. Thank you know, you got no, good I'm people working. in your corner, man. Yeah, absolutely. I I got all the right people, and and I feel honored and blessed with that. So I will definitely express, you know, your sentiments to her for certain, for certain. Thank you. All right, thank you, man. Once right. again, good night. Y'all right, y'all stay up. Salute. No doubt. One. Yo, yo, what up, what up? It's OC, part of the DITC Immortals. Can you rock it with the tissue and the J podcast? The voice for hip hop conservation through conversation. So respect, he hope is your. Yes, sir, yes, sir Phil Maddox. So once again, man, another episode of Tissue and the Tape. We were able to talk to Mike G, Mike Geronimo. The back, back. Yeah, nah, that was that was that was one of the the people that we needed to talk to, man. To kind of kind of one of the one of the infinity MCs that we needed to have. And yeah, man, that 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 because he it was so much stuff because we've talked about many of that many of those things. It was like questions we couldn't really answer to. Sure, but like that whole like the whole the master IC intro that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, man. That's like, that was, like how that was just a freestyle, but that's that's really my joint, yo. 
Yeah, so everybody tune in, man. Tune in to Tissue in the Tape. Obviously, uh, it's Phil and I. Yeah. I'm Davis Backwards. This is Phil Matic. And um, take us out with the fader. Okay, gang. Man, you know, hey, hey, hey. We, we, we can't go out with the fader just yet. Because I have to say, you, you, know, you know what I'm about to say, man. Congrats, 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 congrats to the to the super OG uh Bobby D, man. Uh long time coming, but well deserved. Uh 2021 NBA Hall of Famer, man. Yeah. Let's go, man. Yeah, no, he's he's coming to the tape, man. He's coming, he's ready. No, I, I can't wait. That's gonna be like our that's 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 gonna be super dope, man. Got, got so many questions i know he got so many stories and yeah just things but yeah that that's something i can't wait for that's gonna be uh that's gonna be official tissue man but i just wanted to uh from from everybody you know i it's funny i i literally a guy that i work with he's from here older dude and he was talking about he was talking about bobby d and i didn't i didn't bring him up he brought him up and then i i sent him the youtube of the all the fame speech he was like he was like he 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 is such a beautiful human being. That was his sentiment. So I, wanted to, I wanted to relay that because he oh yeah he, he's probably around like the same uh, age group. Okay, as Bobby. So yeah, Miss Yo that that was that whole that whole just like how you like documented everything. It was super dope, man. Y'all y'all look yeah. Like I tried to catch that, man. Yeah, man. You um, know, I had to get fresh. And, support and, the and boys, the, the young boys in the, yeah, in, the uh, in in the in all James Bond man, out. Man, man, shout the EPMD, man. One wrecks the other destroys, man. <laughs> that's, that's their tagline, man. Yo, that it, yo, it nothing, nothing more fit, man. Uh, <laughs> rampage. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> That's it, man. But yeah, man, salute, man. Robert Dandridge, uh, Bobby D, the Greyhound, Bismarck, Pick, man, all, all the different nicknames, man. Um, the West End of, of Richmond, Virginia, man. He he he's up there, man. He's he's solidified. He already was in our eyes, but yeah, he's certified. Call him what you want, just call him two time champ, man. That's it, man. Two time champ. Uh, scored the most points uh, in in the finals in the seventies for that decade. You know, member of the All Seventies. That's the shooter uh, team. Yeah, man. So, man, salute to him. Obviously, uh, salute to all the other people that were inducted. Bill Russell included. Um, and there was a lot of history. So, if, if you didn't get a chance to watch the um, the actual ceremony, there was a lot of history in there as far as um, you know acknowledging some some dope people. So yeah, once man. again, man, you know, salute to him. He'll be on the on the show with us soon. I can't wait, man. It's gonna be it's gonna be crazy because he's out of his mind. I'm, 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 I might I might have to I might have to break out my uh I might have to break out my uh my ball shorts in, 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 in my in my Chuck Taylors. Yeah, now nah, he's out of his mind. So we we gotta you know we gotta get this man. He's, he's no he's, doubt, man. He's a different type of cat. <laughs> and on that note. You know how we do, man. We work for the money. We live for the love, but we die for what we believe in. This is feeling vibe. This is tissue in the tape. And if you don't do nothing in your life, please respect heat holders. Strictly. Back. They do hip hop better than you. Oh, this is tissue in the tape. Like that, daddy. Like that, baby.